Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, we've had a lot of news around Carlos Correa. Signing for the Giants and then not signing for the Giants. And then signing for the Mets. Um, so Sam, what do you make of the situation? It's an all-time free agency drama, I guess, for the Giants. It's like shambolic is probably the best way to put it. And that might be being slightly kind, given the pursuit and the... Well, the more details that come out, to be honest with this, as is sometimes the case with these things in sport, the worse it looks. Yeah. So he was ready. He was dressed and ready for his press conference. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. I hadn't heard that detail. It is like he basically got jilted at the altar by the Giants. And their argument for it is, um, is very, well, is patchy at best. It's not about anything. It's from like his minor league career, some issue that they supposedly found. Yeah, but the Mets clearly aren't fussed about. It sounds to me more like, um, I mean, that's an excuse. Like the owners changed their mind is what it looks like. At the last minute. I mean, how does it get to that point where it's so close to the press conference as well? It's because that kind of thing as well. It's like, I mean, the Giants have been chasing big free agents or like big deals, whether it's trading for Stanton a few years back. And they've been chasing someone like this for years and they finally got someone. But no, they're not going to have a chance again anytime soon, I wouldn't have thought, with that kind of free agent. The impact is seismic, I think, for the Giants. Um, I, Scott Boras, as well, is at the centre of this, the most powerful agent probably in all of American sports. Um, they've irritated him. This this story that came out where they said, we need to just check some stuff, he gave them some time and then he just like didn't hear back from them. That's not a well-run organisation by the sounds of it. That's... Sounds like a group in turmoil. No one could seem to remember to get back to the agent of the $350 million shortstop they're trying to sign. No. And they let him fall into the hands of another National League team. Not that that detail matters that much. But, like, it, it honestly, it's hard to imagine anything, like, much worse happening for a franchise in that position. And this happened so late in the postseason, in the offseason, as well, where there's nothing they could, they can't, they can't like even go out and go for the rebound signing, can they? No, there's not even all, any of those left. Even all the, even, even Dansby Swanson is like a terrible, terrible consolation. Uh, is gone. Like, there's not even that kind of thing. Um, which, from the Giants' point of view, and the way they're run is probably a good thing, as we said. They, Zaidi's not the kind of guy who's going to just like, oh, we, we missed out, so we're going to spend the money on something, someone else. Like, it's, there's certain guys that he wants. And it did seem like Correa was that guy. Like it he's not basically they've not given out he's not given out a, that big a contract for the, for the last whatever is four years or whatever he's been general manager. Well he hasn't in his front office career, has he really? No, I mean I don't know. I mean I guess obviously he's not given out a contract like that because there's like yeah, well one, no one has. No one's given out that contract before, so it's almost yeah, sort of a moot point, I guess. But yeah, but um, yeah, I guess 
That's a good point. I wonder, like the Dodgers extensions and stuff they did. I wonder if a lot of those were after he left. The Betts one was, wasn't it? That's the biggest, the really big one. And the others, actually, the Dodgers haven't done the mega deals with people. Like, they let Seager walk. Obviously, Bellinger looked like a candidate for one Bellinger of those. Bellinger was heading for that, yeah. But it didn't happen, obviously. Um, and I guess, like... Gavin Lux has never got his deal. All of these ones, like... And they never gave Kershaw, like, a, an insane contract, did they? No. They sort of let although, him get to see him fix it then. Yeah, although they, it was, they did give him a pretty big contract, didn't they? At one point, there's one that's... Yeah. The end of. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think he got to an end of it before. Yeah, like, I think yeah, and then they the did another one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, they did like a one-year extension or something. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Yeah, so I don't think he has really done it, but it kind of it, it did seem like like they were interested in Harper and stuff that, and Judge obviously that at the right time for the right guy. He is willing to like you know, lock up a lot of money in someone. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's not, that doesn't, those kind of players don't come around that often. And when they do, it's not like you're not necessarily going to be their first choice. Um, well, you're not going to be close to it now, I don't think. Well, now they're not. But I mean, this was that one chance when they had got that, they had that situation. It'd fallen for them as well, because... The Mets had thrown money elsewhere and it turned out that didn't matter, which I think is something worth talking about with baseball going forward. Um, the Yankees had obviously just given everything to judge. They weren't going to do the career deal as well. The Dodgers seem to be in a dipping below the tax line year at the moment. And the Padres had just done the Bogots. It, like, it just fell into their laps. It was basically the Giants against the Twins, it seemed like, for career. And they won it. And then they somehow squandered it. The thing as well with this is we're not talking about like a 29-year-old pitcher. Well, we're not talking about like Carlos Rodon, actually. Even though he just had like a a fringe Cy Young caliber season for the Giants. If this happened with him, with his injury history, and he's a hard-throwing starting pitcher, okay, maybe there was a point where they actually thought about it and went, I don't know, we've just checked him again. And that arm looks like it's about to fall off. Carlos Correa's had some injury issues, but the last two years, I haven't got the exact number in front of me, but it's like way over 200 games he's played in the last two years. Yeah. He's, like 240 or something, 260. He's had, he's had a lot of seasons where he's missed some games, but he's not really had anything that's like kept him out for a season or like a, most of a season. He's like played the think, majority of games pretty much every year, I think. Yeah, and I think the, the timing of how the reporting's gone here as well is... Initially, it was like, there's an injury concern. Like, okay, are they going to come out? Well, the problem is because they didn't sign him, they can't say what it is, which also gives them this cover slightly. But is it going to turn out that some? it was going to get leaked somewhere that I just, just drop it in the media that actually he's got this back thing that's like a really, really big problem and we don't think he'd be able to play like 100 games in the season ever again or something. Yeah. If it was that, then you might be like, okay, well, we'll see for a start. Fair. But all the reporting we've got so far, and this could change, this story, there's stuff coming out every 20 seconds about it. All the stuff we have at the moment is like, this just, it seems very clearly the injury thing is an excuse to me. Yeah. Which looks like yeah, unbelievable think. dysfunction at the top of the organization. And it makes you wonder, for all the criticism of Zaidi, which I think is kind of ridiculous, would he want to stay now? Because the other thing here is he now looks like a mug. 
Yeah, and that that's yeah. I was thinking the same thing of well, they've obviously not been spending as much, and I mean a lot of these contracts they've had for a long time with like Posey leaving last year, Belt gone, um, Longoria's gone. Like that, they've had a lot of money spare. It looks like if they're going to spend up to that level they were at previously, and this kind of thing makes it, you wonder like are they are they even going to do that? Like, are they actually going to back Zaidi? Like, when there's an opportunity to get someone, which this was. And um, it was the opportunity, wasn't it? it? This is the the guy that... He's not actually like Judge, where Judge, there is a world where typical ageing curves, which are, they're obviously a generalisation, there's a chance he just is, like, gets worse and worse. Correa is, has, like, definitely has peak years ahead of him. Yeah. You were going to obviously have pain on the back end of the contract, but like... That's the deal with all these. If you're going to do the mega deal, you look at the Crayon ones like, yeah. Yeah, like like the Harper and Mikado ones, although Mikado could now opt out and then it makes the whole thing a little bit... You're not sure how it works out for everyone in the end there. But where with the Harper one, where it's like, okay, 13 years, like, yeah, I'd rather it wasn't 13 years, but also there's like five or six years in theory of like peak Bryce Harper. Fine. Yeah. If you don't do this one, you basically are not in the market for those contracts, I think. No, I, yeah. No, unless they get they find someone who's like never had an injury or something, I don't know. I mean, as we say, I guess it's, we don't know what it is they've seen. It could be something that they are more concerned about, but for the Mets to just... I mean, maybe the Mets just don't care anyway, but for the Mets to then give them 315 million can't be that bad yeah and he's played a lot recently hasn't he yeah I've... it just yeah it just smells of an excuse doesn't it really more than anything else like a ownership that were a bit reluctant to begin with and then like any reason there's a slight bit of doubt they were going to pull out yeah, and actually, this is a well. This is a very obvious point, but it's a way worse look. And PR wise, this is um, unrecoverable. I think. I mean, for quite a long time potentially, than if they just didn't get him. If they said they got outbid again, loads of Giants fans would have been yeah. quite angry. But we could at least be okay. Thirteen years is nuts. Maybe another off season, or may, then you could think about. Oh well, Atani's coming up next winter. And you yeah. can kind of at least like they're, get yourself into that. In, yeah, they're, just, they're now in a worse position than if they just haven't got him. Really? Yeah. I also, the, the stuff, I don't know if you've heard this, I, I've not listened to the full thing yet, but from, well, we saw Logan Webb replying to a tweet from Kevin Gaussman, which was, I think, I'm not saying it was definitely what he meant, but it was, was looked was like a sub-tweet about, yeah. Yeah. And, Alex Pavlovich talking on uh, Giants Talk about how annoyed the players are about this. I like there could be like serious repercussions with this. You don't get players like forcing their way out in baseball in the way you do in other sports. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to have that, but Logan Webb, for instance, did reply to Kevin Gausman's tweet. And one way they could make the tiniest step towards making amends for this is to tie Logan Webb 
to a contract now. Yeah, but yeah, then he's maybe he's less likely to want to do that if they're not going to spend money elsewhere. Jock Pedersen did get his mega deal, mega one year in with the qualifying offer, but he's spoken a lot about wanting to be in the playoffs, wanting to be on a competitive team. Yeah. I mean, I expect they might just sign some other like free agent for a little bit of money, like on a shorter deal or something now, to kind of still look like they're trying to be competitive. I mean, they have like the Hanager deal and stuff like that is like that is a team that's trying, but it's just they're not. It now looks like they're not trying quite as much as they want to be able to think. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of embarrassed themselves with that, haven't they? I agree they might end up doing that. Um, you mentioned before we recorded about the, they've been linked with Conforto, um, who obviously didn't play last year at all. Their options other than that are... Um, Gene Segura. It's like it's like Gene Segura and... Um, is that it? Brandon Drury got signed yesterday or the day before. Um, Joey Gallo's gone. Like, uh, what are they going to do? Yeah, there's not really a lot they can do. I th- in some ways, it's good because it does stop them. To, like, they can't actually do like that much more damage now. It's not like, like you said, with a, a Swanson deal, or even like, even if they did another one of the shortstop deals, which we spoke about the last podcast, that I think are more dangerous long term for your organization. They can't actually go out and just do something nuts. I don't no. think this front office would do that, but maybe ownership would, particularly if they see everyone asking for a refund on their season tickets. Because the Giants have had issues with attendance for a couple of years. Yeah. Part of this was get some excitement in the organization, look at how they can compete with the Padres and the Dodgers. And you look at that now, and it's like, this is a pretty yeah, well, low they're, end. They're not, they're not trying to compete now. I mean, after 100, 107 wins. Yeah. Two years ago as well. It's, yeah. Not an easy sell that, is it, to the fans? I'm not sure what you try and sell them. No, I I mean, saying how much of a disaster is, the one thing that would turn around is if they, maybe not quite the level of... um, 2021, but you know, no one expected anything of them then. There's probably slightly higher expectations now. But, you know, if they they they, they could be good, basically. Basically out of nowhere, like they were before. Um, but maybe it wouldn't quite be out of nowhere. Like They have got some guys, I think, but that's the only way that, the, really, on the field is the only way they can recover now, because they've not there's nothing they can do instead. They've also got no Buster Posey, no Brandon Belt, and yeah. an older Brandon Crawford. Um, yeah, because a long time they were they were um, they were getting attendance basically just off of that when they weren't actually good anymore. But they just had they had Posey, Belt, Crawford, Bongarner. Um, I think the prospect of them like competing in their division as well now is San Diego like really underachieved that season. I can't see that from them in the same no, way this I'm time around. Soto next year. And it, fe- it was weird because the guys were old, so upside feels like the wrong word. 
But when they had those guys, it was like, what if they bounce back? What if they sort of sort some stuff out and some of them stay healthy and they bounce back? And that is what happened. And they had other guys yeah. come through. Now you look at their roster and it's just like, well, what? Like, what's the best case scenario for these guys? Like, even someone like Yastrzemski, who was obviously good that year as well. But I feel like we know who he is now. Yeah, he's, he's settled like, into like a power, low average, plus defender. Like a solid starter, but he's not going to carry a team. And like Wilma Flores, he's had some big hits for the Giants, but like he's not going to become a like 900 OPS guy next year or like an 850 OPS guy, probably. He's like Wilma Flores is who he is. And if he was hitting sixth when you've got Carlos Cuero and Aaron Judge and Mitch Hanager out to the lineup, then that would be really like amazing to have him there. Yeah. I Yeah, the, the difficulty now is like their best hitter is probably. No, I mean, it could be Mitch Hanniger, but Who, he had a bet, down year last year. Well, because he doesn't play, because he's not healthy. That's the other thing. I mean, it, it's obviously not apples and apples because of the length of the career contract. But the other thing with this is, one, you mentioned Conforto, he didn't play last year. Yeah. So concerned about players' health. Mitch Hanniger, they just gave three years to. They signed Tommy Lestella a few years ago, who appears to not have Achilles in either leg anymore. Um, and then they signed Carlos Radon last year. Again, much lower risk in the career deal. So it's not a fair comparison. But if you want to play that game of like, how wide are the Giants about people's medicals? One yeah. of their ways of succeeding has been to find players who are have a patchy health record potentially because that is then they, how they can get someone on a valued deal. Obviously, that's not the case with Correa. But this is not an organization that's like, we must have Iron Men throughout your no. of Major League roster. That's not what they've been doing at all. In fact, he's been healthier than almost every player they've signed for the last few years. So it's it's just such a, a weak excuse. It's, again, it's one of those things that would almost be better if they'd just said, ah, we regret it, we fell out. And maybe that's what happened. I don't think it's off the table that like, Zaidi resigns in the next like couple of weeks or something, and then you you hear the truth. Or, I mean, if he resigned, you could read between yeah. the lines quite easily about... Yeah, you could. Yeah, you wouldn't need to say anything really then. Because, yeah, this kind of deal as well for a front office and like particularly for the Giants that are kind of rebuilding, this kind of deal is basically going to be like a key part or a centre of the front office's plan. Yeah. When you're giving out that much money and getting like a star player like that. Like that... It, I mean, that was basically, obviously, if they're getting him, that's basically, okay, this is, this Zaidi's front office, this is their main plan, is to get Correa and build around him. This is our shortstop for a decade. And then if they say no, then it's like, well, what, what's the point, like, why, why they, why have they got him as their general manager if they're not going to go along with, like, the key part of his plan? If, if what has been painted as the picture by reporters is accurate, and that's all we've got to go on, of course, at the moment. I think I would walk if I was Zaidi now. Partly because you have to assume, given that they have pursued these guys, they've not said, they made a big song and dance of saying they were going to go after Aaron Judge, and they did seem to go after Aaron Judge properly. And then I don't, as we spoke about before, I don't think they necessarily had that much of a shot there, really, unless they yeah. paid like 50% more than the Yankees, like stupid, you know? He, but when he took the job with the Giants, 
it sounds like he was under the impression, and everyone was under the impression, that he was going to be able to operate in a way that so far hasn't seemed realistic or reality, rather. Yeah. Is he took a job in a big market, at a team that has been around the luxury tax threshold for a long time, thinking, okay, well, we'll get through this. I'll try out some of my stuff, get some of the players in that I kind of like. We'll rotate the roster a little bit. We'll put together something of the core. And then when these contracts are off the book, we can go for it. We can find the players we want in free agency and we can spend if the right guy's there. And then that case, that bit isn't there. It's like he took yeah. the job and that's not what it's really been. And then worst of all, he seems to be getting the stick for this from a lot of corners. Yeah. I mean, this, in, in, even an, a, another angle of this being bad for their future prospects is, um, I mean, next off-season, from everyone, really. I mean, from, like, Zaid in the front office, potentially, like, on the ownership and the fans. Um, there's going to be huge pressure for them to sign someone next year and the year after. And basically... Forever now. Yeah. Until they do get someone, they just hire more and more pressure... Which I get again means they've got less and less leverage in any any kind of negotiation. Well, we definitely know that if they do have a big announcement, you get your notification saying that they've agreed a deal now. Don't believe it until it's been officially announced. Yeah, because that's so, the other thing in baseball is is you do just the reporting is different from other sports or particularly how we're accustomed to for instance with like football in europe is there's a bit more of that now with some of the big transfer reporting accounts but most of the time is it's like there's a lot of noise and i don't really care until he's like doing the press conference yeah whereas in baseball and in basketball too of course in american football as well american sports in general is there's this like you have the big reporters if they say a deal is done the deal is done and i mean this one that's they weren't wrong here a lot of questioning the reporting because it was done. He was at, by the sounds of yeah. it, at Oracle Park, wherever the press conference was, with a Giants jersey on, as far as I can tell. His Twitter header was Oracle Park. It still was yesterday when it announced he'd signed with the Mets. Yeah, it really is mind-blowing, isn't it? Like, this is the kind of thing that just doesn't happen. I mean, I'm no. sure someone will point out an example of something happening like this before, but... I saw a couple of people mention things on Twitter yesterday about that, but they were like players I hadn't heard of. As in, I mean, we've been following baseball very closely for what, um, seven years now? Seven-ish years, yeah. seven miles years, something. And there's never been anything even close to this, let alone with a guy of his stature and a contract this big where it gets announced. There's been things... Um, in the NBA that I remember not not with medicals necessarily but there's been a couple of free agency things where it's announced someone signing somewhere and then he, yeah. he like people walked out of deals at the last minute but this was this the biggest contract in free agent history free agency history I think yeah. 13 years and then just doesn't happen yeah like you said, it's absolutely shambolic. Um, I, maybe that maybe that'll do for our Korea rant. 
Yeah, it was. It, to be fair, of all the times for us to do a Giants-focused podcast, this was the one time it was appropriate and yeah. possibly the worst time as Giants fans to be doing a Giants-focused podcast. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned it in a lot of our podcasts. I always just do one about the Giants at some point. And we have done one about the Giants, and it is in the most miserable circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's always next year. There is, although I'm just looking at the free agent class for next year. I'm not sure there is always next year. Oh. Uh, Raphael Devers is like the big hitter. Uh, there's also Matt Chapman, who will be into his 30s. And he can't hit now. Uh, Javier Baez could opt out of his contract, which is not going to happen, obviously. Um, uh, okay. Maybe there's not next year. Uh, Joey Gallo will be a free agent again. Shohei Otani is basically that is it. That that's the big one. Um, but I mean, if yeah, he's, next year's class medical looks stuff, potentially weak. Shohei Otani's had elbow issues like a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, and they'd have to. Pro- he's probably going to get half a billion dollars as well, isn't he? That's the other thing with it's signing into a contract. Um, anyway, looking at free agent class a year out, I think we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. It can change so quickly, can't it? Like we said about the top guys in this class, loads of them just seem to have like big walk years. There were loads yeah. of guys that just like went flying up their kind of projections. So that could yeah. happen with this. So look at some of the pictures and things. Um, but it's quite a long wait when an off season yeah. has that kind of like cliff well, edge. When we're in one off season and we're already looking to looking to the next one. Yeah, is a is where a lot of fan bases will be there, and it's a, a bit of an issue for baseball at the moment, isn't it? Is the gap between the the haves and have-nots right now feels enormous. While there's all this praise for the teams throwing around contracts and doing big trades, it does mean that, like, you look at the top teams in the National League especially, and then there's, like, just... There's, like, what, there's maybe six, seven of them that are just in, like, a different stratosphere to everyone else. Yeah, and it... yeah doesn't make for particularly um, close. Although, I mean, the Mets weren't exactly miles ahead, were they? They did win 100 games still, though. Yeah. Their division's going to be spicy. Um, although yeah. with the new format, you then get into, like, they might, they're just all going to make the playoffs. It's a question of if any of them can win enough to miss the wild card. Um, and obviously, the Cardinals have made moves and we're already strong. Um, and then the Dodgers and Padres, it feels like, yeah, so it's six, isn't it? feel like they're quite a long yeah. big gap. But we'll see. Anyway, Baseball does weird stuff. Yeah, there, there will be some surprises next season, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, if you want to listen to us rant about them, you can um, subscribe, probably. It depends where you're listening to it, but... I don't know, bookmark, bookmark the website or something if you're on the web website. Um, yeah, that well, we've got a nice new uh, a new layout. Is that what you call it? Theme? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it looks very different if you've ever been on the website before. It looks different to how it did a week ago. Yeah, it looks good. Anyway, yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye.